It's free agency Friday. Robbie Cowan on the scene. CBS Bangers 2 going. Shout out DJ Hennessy Youngman in Good Charlotte. Job. What do we think so far? It's, um, you know, it's funny. We, we all thought coming in that the, the craziness would, would start at, you know, 12.01. We'd get some breaking news, maybe a weird signing here or there, but uh, we got to go in around about, what, seven or eight? When um, really, actually, around about five, we got the, the Ricky Rubio trade, uh, him going to Utah, and then all hell kind of broke loose. Paul George, the Thunder Ford, pennies on the dollar. Um, that was a super weird deal. And I mean, it, it almost was like when we hit midnight, we were already at a, at a full, full bore, and it kind of was a bit disappointing, if anything. Um, yeah, I mean, our first move that was announced officially was Tony Snell. <laughs> we got Tony Snell <laughs> news. We got uh, Felicio. Well, Snell mail. Just, what are the Bulls doing? They have four to sign for, someone. Four for 32 to Felicio. Though. That's, I mean, it's not awful. What you love is that they wave Rondo. I mean, look, I... Yeah, I mean, you got to feel that much. Shout out to Felicio for just being like, yes, I'll take my money uh, and be set. You know, that dude, that dude's done up now. You know, anything after. More like Finesseo. There it is. There it is. That's the Eagle Rare talking. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, been, it's been a while that I was driving up here as all this is breaking, as my phone's lighting up with, with push notifications from... Uh, Everybody other than Woj, that was also what made this kind of surreal is all this stuff is breaking and Woj can't tweet because he was essentially under embargo until midnight uh, when he popped on SportsCenter with SVP. He couldn't tweet anything. So we're just, Stein is getting his last hurrah at ESPN, yeah. just breaking things. Ramona Shelburne's out of Shams. Is, it was cool. They all got shine. Yeah, Shams running, running the show at the vertical essentially with all these things and um, so yeah, and we got, it was, we, you know, for years, it seems like everybody's been pretty good about, we haven't gotten leaks early yeah. before the moratorium, but this year we get Blake Griffin, uh, at 1030, you know, an hour and a half before midnight, we find out he's, he's agreed to his, uh, max deal out there in in LA, which, which didn't come as too much of a surprise. I think, uh, thing that that everybody is you know the immediate thought when Chris Paul got traded was well maybe Blake Griffin leaves now maybe this makes him more like leave but yeah you heard all the Boston rumors right when you started thinking about and the Suns were supposedly in play (laughs) shout out to Phoenix Phoenix just has money they're trying to get yeah just get your hands in there somewhere make it look like you're trying like do your thing Um, oh I'm on tinder yeah (laughs) swiping right on everybody Suns Suns just smashing the right swipe um but yeah, so we get driven. But yeah, this year it seemed like it was a little more like, all right, leaks will come out. I don't know what the difference was, uh, but I, I doubt the NBA will really be looking at any tampering or anything like that. It's just weird. And um, but yeah, so for for Blake to go back, um, really, I think it was, you know, we've heard so long that you know he and Chris Paul didn't quite get along. Um, there, there were. You know, reports that he didn't like how, how Chris always berated him and those sorts of things. And when you start to think about it, it's like, okay, well, now this is his team. 
And he loves yeah. L.A. He loves L.A. I mean, this if there's the- a dude out there who loves Los Angeles and what it can do for him and how he can just show up at the Laugh Factory and do a 10-minute set, it's Blake. And if there's anybody in the NBA that has, like, a legitimate movie career after basketball, I'd say it's that dude. Or LeBron. Well, LeBron aside. But LeBron, I think, is always going to be LeBron. Like, I could see Blake Griffin legitimately being... You think he could be, like, Cena? Yeah. He could, I think he could be like, yeah, Cena's a good one. The Rock would be too far because The Rock is legitimately the biggest movie star on the planet. Yeah, but The Rock, yeah, we he, could, he could be that. He could play roles where he's not Where Blake you forget Griffin. he's Blake Griffin. Right. I don't where, think you're ever going to forget that LeBron James <laughs> You're going to see LeBron, LeBron he's going he's gonna to show up in like train wreck as things as LeBron James. LeBron plays LeBron. Yeah, he's not going to be in The Departed. No. As but, like Timothy, Timmy McGarity or something. Right, but Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin... You know, I mean, we've seen it for years in his yeah. ads. He's got the charisma. He's got kind of a yeah. comedic timing where I could, I could totally see him trying to parlay himself into, like, an O.J. Simpson type with hopefully a better end to the career. Uh, they are bringing the Bronco back. Well, yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, uh, but, like, I could see him yeah. he, see him actually doing the being Jim an Brown, O.J. Simpson type thing. Things yeah. and, like, doing, like, bit, not like a star, but, like, a legitimately, like, high-paid, like, bit type guy. Yeah, I could see it. So like it he's makes no sense. Batista. He's no he's no Dave Batista. <laughs> um I don't know, I just it, it makes more sense the more you think about it. That he's an LA dude, that he's a Clippers dude too. Yeah. You know, like he fits the Clippers. It was funny all the reports coming about them having him like walk through the facility with all these like reminders of his like path through Clippers dome. Like, yeah, our his guy, career. Our guy Ryan Nagel who dropped in our Slack room that he was going through the stations of the cross <laughs> and I just straight up said like we should expect a Mel Gibson movie anytime now. Boy. It'll just be in another language. Boy. But it'll happen. It just like it's R. I. P. it sounded Blake. surreal. It sounded surreal like they were like like visages of his years and this is oh. so much far beyond the family guy cartoons from the LeBron pitch back <laughs> in two thousand ten. It's PowerPoint presentations. Yeah, nobody's into that. We don't have that anymore. We had dudes locked in. You remember in a the house. Dwight thing? Yeah. Remember when, remember when Dwight was holding like interviews in like an LA hotel where people were bringing like PowerPoints and shit, like, and like gifts. I now you've think, got Rudy Gay. I just think Dwight holding was... court in Austin, Texas, for a South by South gay. And it's just going to be him hanging out with teams coming to him. They're going to go to Franklin Barbecue, and he's just going to do his thing. It's great. I would hold all of my meetings at a barbecue. I, my meetings would 100% be at Fox Brothers Barbecue. <laughs> In Atlanta. In Atlanta. Just okra coming. Oh, my God. It is okra season. By the way, if you're in Atlanta, anybody listening to this. And this you is don't the know uh, sponsor this week, by the sponsor, way, Fox Brothers Fox Barbecue. Brothers. Uh, it is okra season. Go get your fried okra. It's only around for like five months a year, and it's – the best fried okra you'll, you'll, you'll get. We're at the uh, time of night, by the way, where we get Ben McLemore updates. News has slowed to a uh, glacial pace. Um, my favorite rumor so far, Lakers talking to Rajon Rondo. I like it. Because. I like it as a one-year deal. I really do. It's It could be worse, but it's just the optics are really funny to me. You go from trading D'Angelo Russell because you don't like his locker room attitude. And I know it's a different situation, yeah. but just when you think about the optics, you traded D'Angelo Russell and your reason, as part of your reason, I mean, obviously Lonzo Ball coming in, you need to kind of create space, but they could have worked together. You make that work. If yeah, you, need to. you could. But 
part of what we heard was like they didn't like how he fit culturally and his locker room presence. And we obviously knew about the Nick Young stuff. And now you bring in Rondo, who has long been known ever since he left Boston as it's, it's a all, disruptor. It's all about fit, though. And some disruption isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I honestly, LeVar, LeVar I honestly think the thing that Lonzo needs the most early in his career is to learn how to be a little bit more vocal. Like he's a very, very good on-court guy. He's a great leader by example. He puts his teammates in the right position. But he needs, he needs to grow into himself and, and become that confident dude. He doesn't need to talk all the time. But you're going to need to if you're running the team. If you're running the Lakers – you're going to be on TV all the time. You're going to be asked to interview all the time. You're going to need to lead your teammates. And it's not like Rondo fears anything. No, so, Rondo's not a talker, so he can kind of learn how to be a leader without being like the media target. Like Rondo's yeah. always been pretty succinct. But you do enough. Yeah, it's just about doing enough. And yeah. I, 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 you hope that the right parts of Rondo rub off. And I, I think you're not going to bring him in if you don't vet everything else from a fit perspective and and Walton knows like uh, if if anyone understands culture it's Luke Walton right also the target the Iguodala which makes so much sense oh yeah you bring the two if you bring two of them in there you got money to spend yeah and like and then then somehow unload that dang contract which they have plenty of time to do I think I think that's pretty easy to do any contract can get unloaded in the NBA as we saw if Joe Johnson can get traded anyone can as long as Billy, as long as we get Billy King back in the league, you can move anything. Shout out to Billy King. Seriously, Billy, Billy King. King's like the MVP for like four franchises, and none of them are the franchises that he was. Billy King Moving Company. It's the two men in a truck. The Celtics and the Hawks owe him a lot, and and some other teams, but mainly the Celtics and the Hawks for what he did for them. Um. What, what else? What else have we missed? Well, we got Curry's supermax. We finally get to gonna... use the phrase supermax. It's been a while. We talk about it a lot, but not a lot of guys have been taking that deal, or even been put in a position to take that deal. Yeah, I mean, we we had all the stuff. You have to be the All NBA, and and there's the the weird little Anthony Davis missed out on his millions with his extension because of missing that. But this is the first time we cracked two hundred million. It's a big deal. LeBron gave him the shout out, and um, you know it's funny. Chris Paul, leader of the Players Union, was the one who kind of instituted this, and everybody kind of assumed part of the reason he did that was he was going to be up for it. You know, he was going to be able to sign that five-year, two hundred million dollar extension in, in LA. That still could happen in Houston next year after he opted into his his player option. Uh, but here we are, and, and Steph Curry's the first one to get in. And look, if you're talking about any guy that has earned that kind of money, it's Steph Curry, especially considering he's been the most under underpaid player in the yeah. league that we have famously talked about. I think well, it'll be nice to not talk about it. Uh, Matt, Matt Moore had a, had a great tweet. He's like, "No more slideshows about the, yeah. play, the worst look players that, that are paid more than Steph Curry." Um, it was shout out Timothy Mosgold. <laughs> Still getting paid. Still getting those checks in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, it, it, everything's kind of slowed to 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 a pace as far as what, what's going on tonight. We don't have a whole lot happening anymore. Um, we're going to get – it seems like we're not going to get the awful deals that we got last year. It seems like teams have figured out 
what the hell to do under this salary cap. Last year, obviously, we saw Mozgov day. Well, the, the big thing was you thought the cap was going to go up again. again. And then it was like, oh, and no. Then that shit went down. And so people are a little bit more hesitant with their cash about what to do with it because what if it goes down again? Yeah. It's not going to, yeah. you would think. Yeah. You'd probably not like to have it at a nice round 100 instead of 99.09. Well, you know. Um, Look, I'll take 99.09 million. I'm sorry. I will take it if you offer me that or sure. not that. Sure. Uh, I assume, I think that's actually uh, Woj's contract with ESPN. <laughs> um, it's also been super weird to see Woj on the ESPN car wash. That's been the weirdest thing of free agency. Okay, that the visual of him just physically there with his phone next to him and he can't touch it for like two and a half minutes. So I actually want to talk about this. They're doing a really interesting thing with him, at least tonight. Which is having him with a green screen that looks like he's a member of The Sims 3. <laughs> okay. Aside from the fact that I would think ESPN would have a better green screen budget in the year of our Lord 2017 than what they've shown tonight. They can't. They gave all the money to Woj. That's true. They blew the green screen budget on Woj. Um, like, they've got him looking like he's in, like, the first Spider-Man movie when they had the green goblin. More like, pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> the green goblin looking super whack. Um, yeah, it's, it's not good. But aside from that, it's just, like, the optics, I mean... That's been Woj's, like, you know, main rival for so long. And then he's just up there with, with Scott Van Pelt. Shout out to Van Pelt, who did CFL highlights. And dropped a, dropped a random baseball stat in right before Woj came on and got a nice 69 joke in there. He's the best. He's the best in the business for a reason because he knows everything. Everything and he Contact, knows no one. Time and place. No one's watching for anything but NBA news. But he'll be damned if we don't get some CFL highlights for his in. real for his real viewers for the real fans. Um, but no, it's just it's it's just so weird. And and but I like what ESPN's doing because for so long, Woj have been giving away the game for free. Yeah, it'd be you know? tweet, 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 I mean, look, tweet, we, tweet. I'll break it. We're we're in we're in the aggregation business like like so many others. Yeah, and we can talk these reports, and we can talk about the death of journalism and all that other stuff all we you want. Do it. But like. We're we're doing what we're doing what we gotta do. However, what I'll say is, for so long, when somebody tweets out a rumor without a story, okay, if you tweet out the sign, you tweet out the information, someone can add all that context that they need, plus all the links to the other stories about that guy, and, and they, all you need is four. There were so many times that that we've gotten stories up, other people have gotten stories up off of Woj's tweets. Bef- and gotten the clicks before a Woj story went live. So what ESPN is doing, they have the ESPN Now thing where you have to like click through to get the full tweet. So at least they get that click, and they have them on Sports Center dropping knowledge. So you have to tune in and give them those those viewership numbers uh, that we've always obviously heard have been in such decline and the death of ESPN and all this, which is not true um, to the level we've we've heard it reported from some outlets. And um, it's smart. Like, they're figuring it out. Like, it's one of those things where everybody in this business is trying to figure out how the hell to make sure we're getting ad money. Yeah. Because it's difficult to do because from for so long, everybody knew how to do TV ad sales or radio mm-hmm. ad sales. And now all of a sudden, digital is the main way to do it. But the advertising industry hasn't called up. Yeah, the, there's a disconnect between 
consumption. Yeah, it, how how people are accessing things, and then what advertisers are getting for their dollar. So long it was page views, right? That was your that was your reference point for things. Right. Was all right. We can deliver you five hundred thousand page views. Give us this much money. But that's not that's not impressions. And then you started to use the impressions number, and that didn't really make sense because what does that mean? Like mm-hmm. those are Facebook eyeballs. Those are retweets. Those are people right. looking at your Twitter account. That's Instagram likes. Right. You can't really gauge a value to that and they still haven't done a great job of that and so no one's really caught up to to where we are and and what a true value of those those things are now there will always be a true value of Woj yeah and what he does and what he's able to provide and people know that when you have the authority which is why even though you see Schefter on the sidelines probably doing I don't know drone racing next year there will always be something for him where he's going to break those contract details, and you know that's ESPN's Adam Schefter. Yeah, and and but part of it has been trying to figure out how to take that authority and convert it, and convert it into something more tangible. And I think ESPN's off to an interesting start. They obviously won't have Woj on TV a lot. He, he's not a TV guy. He's never been a TV guy. Um, doing the vertical. Shows he always he's he's decent as a pop up guy. He's decent at popping on. Yeah, he's not going to sit there. News. He's not Bell, he's not Barry Melrose. No. <laughs> oh my god. Although Woj's could you imagine? Could you imagine? Just late night with SVP in the lounge with Woj. A Woj mullet. <laughs> Wild suits on Woj. Question that we we asked: Does Adrian Wojnarowski own a pocket square or a tie? Yes, to tie. Yes, the time. My man's been in. He's been to weddings. That's true, and like, well, every time I feel like every time I've seen him, he's just been kind of like unbuttoned collar suit because he's working. Yeah. Like that tie is restrictive for getting sources. It's hard to break news with a tie on. Got to loosen that thing up at, at best. But you just go. You just Bol- free the neck. Bolo. Oh, Woj in the bolo. Oof. And a cowboy hat. Please. <laughs> Looking like Philip Rivers. Giant belt buckle. <laughs> oh my goodness! So the, the the biggest domino left is really what happens with Andre Iguodala. I think from a a, a championship perspective, because George Hill's still out there. You've got Rudy Gay and all. Kyle other. Lowry. There are some big players. Only getting conversation from the Raptors because everybody's realized that it's foolish to give him significant money. Outside of that, because the point guard market, as we've seen over the years, has it's not become, what it used to be. Well, the thing is, is it's just because it, there are so many good point guards yeah. in the league. That good you don't for have CP3 to, for putting himself in a position to get that. Yeah, I mean, that, if, that you're, if, you're elite, if you're elite, you're going to get paid. But Kyle Lowry's in that top 10 point guard, but yeah. like 5 to 10. When you can give Jeff Teague 357 with a player option and give Lowry. For triple digits, easy, what are you going to do? Which is why Minnesota immediately signed. That was one of the fastest deals. But we already knew that was like coming. Yeah, that was after the Rubio deal. That was pretty quick. Also, we have all. That's the that's the first time we we've had the Knicks already used as leverage. We had the we had the Teagues interested in the Knicks come out. Just on kidding. Thursday or Wednesday, we got the we got that. Oh, the Knicks have been used as leverage forever. Yeah, and. Uh, 
I'm glad to see that tradition carry on. Interested to see what what they do. I think the most interesting thing right now, I mean, you talk about Iguodala. He's going to have a really interesting market. Obviously, we've heard the Spurs, the Lakers. Um, there are going to be a lot of teams interested in his services. It depends on what kind of money he commands. Uh, we've heard the $15 million range if somebody, you know, feels like being real spicy and trying to trying to go 16, 17 on maybe a shorter term rather than four years, trying to do, you know, 354 and really, yeah. you know, uh, get something out of it, maybe with a player option, team option. Um, interesting what where he go. I think that's what the Lakers would do. I think the Lakers are very much into let's keep cap space. Um, what I'm most interested to see is the restricted free agent market and how that plays out. There's the Nets, some really tantalizing. The gonna, oh, they're going to spend some money. They're gonna, well, the Nets are going to do what they did last year with like Allen Crabb. There's going to offer, and it's going to be a matter of will Detroit match on KCP? Will Atlanta match on Tim Hardaway Jr.? Both teams are in a very interesting position because if they do match, then you're relegating yourself, especially in the East where a lot of teams have gotten worse. You're telling yourself, hey, look, we're comfortable being the sixth seed. Is that something you really want right now? Detroit. I mean, if you... By default, Detroit is probably the sixth seed be the way that other teams have gotten worse already. Everybody in the East is just punning. Uh, The Bulls are are out of the playoffs now. Indy's not in the playoffs. playoffs now. Um... The so so yeah, Hornets Detroit's are going to be maybe the fourth, five seed. Next well, year. And like if the Hawks lose out on Millsap, it, it's going to be really in, the the battle to not make the playoffs in the East. The battle for the lottery in the East is going to be the most interesting thing to watch in that conference. Aside from Celtics Wizards trying to battle for the top contender for the Cavs, because it's not going to be Toronto. Because the best Toronto can do is run it back with their guys, yeah. and we know how that ends. Do, do the Wizards re-sign Otto? Do you think that's a foregone Again, conclusion? Again, that's going to be a situation where the Nets could be one of those teams. Somebody that just throw money at Blows it. the restricted free agent. And that's an interesting... Do you max out Otto Porter? Yeah, see, I don't know. If but you're, if you're the wall the Supermax extension? If, if you're the Nets and you finally got some, some clearance a little bit, do you really want to mortgage it and max a guy right now? Or do you want to no, wait a I mean, little I, bit? I don't think the Nets... It's an interesting team if well, you've got thing. Lynn and Russell and Porter and yeah, and some of the guys that they've drafted. Well, it's like what's what's the window for the Nets and and what's your end game? What's, I mean, you've got Russell for two more years on his rookie deal, and then presumably four or five more years in restricted free agency. So that's six years. Uh, Lynn, you're just kind of working to the end of his deal, and then phase out, and then hope that you've developed. Rondé Hollis Jefferson into a three and D sixth man type for like a contender, a sixth man type, mm-hmm. seventh man type, where like he's probably starting on your team because you're the Nets. Um, you've got Mozgov for three more years, so you know they're not worried about contending for the next three no. years. So like, you what? might as well keep spending. Yeah, so you right. Might as well spend you might as well just be in. entertaining. Have you a good don't time. Have you don't have picks anyway. You don't have damn picks. So, so you hurt the other team that has your pick. I think that's the most interesting thing we've seen is that the Celtics have managed to find everybody trying to screw them. I think that's what happened with Indiana. People got sick of trying to deal with Ainge, him screwing them around, I think, and like calling and offering stuff but not taking it or just like hanging up the phone or whatever it is he's doing. I feel like a lot of Eastern Conference teams are just – Done. They're tired of dealing with him. 
the Paul George thing I really think came down to, and, and David Aldridge said it on NBA TV, that they probably had better offers within the East. But if you're going for a rebuild... Get him out of there. And any possibility, because the only two options for Paul George right now, it seems, are he re-signs with the team that he goes to, so now Oklahoma... Who's a contender, and then they're still a contender for four years. Or he goes to the Lakers. Yeah. Either way, if you move him to the West, he's going to be... He's not your problem anymore. There's no one in the East other than the John Wall Wizards, which they're capping themselves out, especially if they re-sign Otto Porter for four years. They will cap themselves out with Wall, Beal, Porter... You know Morris and like whoever, whatever small piece they can get. Yeah, the, What's the issue the ceiling with, on that? The issue with the Wizards is what we saw against the Celtics, which is that depth just isn't going to be there for them. Right, and so and unless you have a LeBron James who yeah. can play forty six minutes, John Wall's amazing. But I think part of it is the way John Wall plays when he's most effective. He can't do forty six. No, because he's he's just. All full bore, full speed. And you've got to find somebody who isn't Jennings, Sessions. You've got to find a, a, a point guard you can put out there and you can trust for 15 to 20 minutes. you got to, you got to get a Sean Livingston. Yeah. Imagine what that team would have been like with Sean Livingston instead of what They're they had at backup finals. point. I mean, that's I really a very that. fun basketball team. Um, and it's just hard to get those guys unless you already have them on your team. You, you, have, yeah, to you have to have gotten them when they were coming off an injury or already on like a reclamation deal. You gotta or, get some kind of you gotta get some kind of lucky and have them want to stay around. And some kind of lucky is a very good yacht rock album name. Writing that one down. Yeah, just just saying. Keep that in the brain. Um, but this is the problem we run into. The only other team that was out there with the potential to do something was Boston. And look, I am not – you can put as many reports out there as you want. Unless we have – give me the tapes. I need the receipts on what Ainge actually offered here because I don't believe him. If the offer was that good, we teams would have taken it. Not, not we would have heard. They would have the taken one. it. You don't turn down the number one overall pick. I mean the Nets pick this year. We heard – And more. And, and all those assets. You just – you wouldn't have turned it down if that's what it really was and you knew that this was what was going to happen. If you had better offers from Bar, like, I'm I'm sorry, I. You may not want to deal with them, but until you, I mean, you just, unless I know that's what they offered, I'm not going to believe that that's what they offered. I mean, the timing on it. Comes oh no, we didn't get Globe. Paul George. Also, but we offered so much. Well, and it makes Indiana look like shit because they took this. You know, they took Oladipo. Obviously, Sabonis. obviously, the market for Paul George wasn't more than what it was. It maybe was a little bit more than that, and they just needed to get it over with. But if it was vastly greater, and there was an Eastern Conference team that was going to legitimately help them for the future, they would have taken that deal. It was clear that they couldn't get enough from the Nuggets. For that three-way. For the three-way with 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 love. love. Because I don't buy for a second. the only way you do a three-way is if love. I'm inclined to believe that. It's, it's nice to believe. That's not true at all. <laughs> they would have done it if Lust was involved. Yeah, absolutely. That was what I should have said. We'll edit that. We won't. No, we never do. This is a live podcast. Live pod. CBS Bangers still flowing. So, 
at what? Okay, so I guess let's stay on the Boston thing for a little bit. Let's talk about it because do. what? What is next for them? You had this grandiose plan With of that. we have the number one. We've got all these other picks, including Brooklyn, which looked so much better two weeks ago. That that next year pick for them, and they're riding high because you're the one seed. You you you're in the Eastern Conference Finals. You've got all these players. You've got all these assets, and the number one pick. Things are great if you're a Celtics fan because you also are a top free agent destination because of all these team friendly contracts you have. Team friendly contracts. You and have you have a great coach that has relationships with some of the top free agents. And you turn around. Butler's gone. George is gone. Griffin's gone. Your best bet's Hayward, who might... What's your pitch now? Oh, do you want to come play with old Al Horford and aging Isaiah Thomas? Which, it's not to say he won't take it, but... And Jason Tatum? Yeah. A big part of their, their pitch, from what we know from the reports, is that... They were going to get Paul George. They were going to try and convince it to be Hayward agrees, then they go get Paul George. Well, well now part part two of your plan is gone. And you don't have faults. And you don't have faults. So, I, I just, at this point, you, you hope you can still assign Hayward. That's the only chance to really make a significant improvement off of last year's roster which we know isn't enough to beat the Cavs and maybe maybe you maybe you just try to run it back and and hope you have space for 2018 and LeBron leaves and you just kind of naturally usurp the number one spot in the east competing with Washington who you know you can beat um and you hope for that, but that seems, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say cowardly, but that seems like, that's, you're, if you, I mean, that's again, you're not going to compete with the Warriors. That's hoping for things to happen to you, you, when you rather can than you causing things to happen. The old Nick and Saban, that feels, the old Nick Saban line, you control what you can And control. they haven't been doing They're that. not controlling what they, they can control. They controlled the number one pick. But all these moves now force things out of their control. Well, we hope that that pick next year is good so it can be a greater asset. We hope now that all these protections on the picks that the pick that Philly sent back right. is better. We hope Jason Tatum is the player we think he's going to be. And, of course, they're going to spin it to, oh, this was the guy that was number one on our draft board all along. Just like Draymond Green was number one on our draft board when we took Jared Sollinger. <laughs> like, at some point, you got to either do it or admit that we're waiting for something. But waiting for Guffman's never going to be there. Like, you, you have to... You, you can't just continually hope that someone is going to enter that room after you sit there and there's just a chair and nothing else for you for that long. Like, you, at some point, there's existential woe there that comes into play. And you don't want that. You don't want to be the trash heap that is continually yelling out into the void and saying, I wish I wasn't this after you get absorbed by everything else around you and you become more of the trash heap than a person. And look, maybe it works out. Maybe they land a stud next year. I mean, if you end up with the number two pick next year, you're probably getting a really good player. You're getting Don Church or you're getting Michael Porter. But what do you, what needs to happen for you to get that number two pick? A lot. 
the Lakers have to suck, which the Lakers could suck. But but if they get Igudala and Rondo, they're probably kind of middle of the pack lottery, and you're hoping for a big big swing. I mean, like I, I get. Do you I, think the, me, do you think the Nets are going to be the second worst team in the NBA? I mean, I mean a, they could in the East now, which is well, not as good. The Nets are still bad. The Nets the Nets would have to land one of those restricted free agents that we're talking about them. Yeah, if they the get KCP on. and all if they these. get KCP, then then all of a sudden they're maybe not the worst team in the East. Um, the fight, the fight in the East for me is is less Nets being the worst and more from seven to eleven or twelve, and like who decides we should win and get in the playoffs because maybe we haven't been there in a minute, and who goes we need a lottery pick, and that's going to be. A really interesting thing. Yeah, to see you're gonna have a fun. The trade deadline's gonna be super you're have goofy fun in the March. East. The trade deadline's gonna be super weird in the East because you're gonna see some useful veterans that are screwing up some draft picks get shuttled out to contenders. On oh the yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, at this point, if you're Boston, I think you you hope to sign Hayward and you just. Hope that those assets you can turn them into something else later. My problem is they haven't shown a willingness to really move those assets. Again, like you said, I need receipts to say that they tried at the deadline, um, and, they, and maybe they did. Maybe, and maybe Indy was that ridiculous. they were that petty that they really didn't want to deal with them. And look, I get it. I understand, um, but prove it. That's all. That's all I want. On a little bit of proof that that deal was legitimately on the table, just like we know that the Hawks had that deal. We've had that confirmed, that those first-round picks were out there. Am I wrong? No. How many people have we heard from that that deal was real? A number. Enough that you believe it. Yeah. So. It seems silly. Um and if you're if you thought that you could convince George to re-sign after a year and a half, I, I don't see why it would change all that dramatically if you have him for a year with kind of the same group, especially if if you can get Gordon Hayward. And I know there were reports that the league was kind of stunned that um, the Pacers pulled the trigger when they did. But the thing is, the the Pacers had to make sure they 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 got him out because again, you you might not trust Ainge. To pull the trigger, especially if Gordon Hayward doesn't land there. You know, that was always the big if is we're not gonna give you the Brooklyn pick in Rosier now. Because if if Gordon Hayward doesn't Sorry, sign Mark there, Marcus Smart's too valuable though. Well the thing is is if Gordon Hayward doesn't sign then then I would understand Boston not wanting to part ways. Then you the play the window thing. Then you play the window. Um But I don't know. <laughs> and I know you had to and I know it was it was how money worked, but you could have said in principle if we sign Hayward, we'll give you Jalen Brown and this pick. Or we'll give you, you know, whoever they were holding out for. You you say that, and the Pacers might have been more willing to, to deal around. But if you're saying we're not giving you Jalen Brown and we're not giving you the Brooklyn pick or one of our, like, or the Lakers pick next year or whatever they, they were refusing to offer up that the Pacers were asking for, then I, I understand Indiana saying, you know what, we're going to go we're going to go elsewhere. I don't like the deal for Indiana. I love Sabonis. I've been on the Sabonis train for yeah, I guess, two years now. Uh, I guess it's really just a matter. It's a Rorschach test of what you think about Oladipo. Because he's very divisive. He's divisive. In, Some folks 
they'll will cape for him forever. Well, and here's the thing. Indiana fans will probably do that because he's a Hoosier. That's also the play that you have to think about. Is like If you're talking about the Pacers trying to make sure they keep selling some yeah, tickets. Yeah, it's the old Browns get an Ohio State guy or a dude from Ohio. Get the guy. Get the guy. Which, God bless the Browns for not taking Trubisky for that reason. I love him. Meech. They did it. But they still, they still snuck it in there. Of course. Because Jabril's from Ohio, right? Yeah. You got to reach for one Ohio guy. You got to get your Ohio guy. One Always. time. Brady Quinn, the god. My guy. <laughs> Terrific analyst. He really is. Very good. He's a delight on the Fox broadcasts. He uh, he puts in work with our friend Chip Patterson. Yeah. Oh, I mean, great stuff on the CBSSports.com videos. Well, we're sitting here after 2 a.m. What's your, what's your prediction for Andre Iguodala? I think that's I the think last thing we need to discuss. I think it's three for 54 with a player option. L.A. or Denver or I don't know exactly what San Antonio has to offer, but somewhere in that if he, if he wants to go to so it. you think center. he is But the out. thing is, I think, I think he's out because of... He got two rings. He got his two rings. He sacrificed a lot. He didn't sacrifice a ton, honestly, because he signed before all that happened. Yeah, no, I'm saying, you know, get, but, guys want to take role, shots. They do, and I understand. He sacrificed a lot. Yes, and you'll I do understand. it for a few years, but he did it for those few years. He did. I think, I think at this point he goes and gets his money. So I, I don't think San Antonio has the allure to him as, as far as taking a lesser deal. Um, I think he's gone. I, I think it's going to be one of those teams we've heard rumored. Yeah. Um, that Philly, Phoenix? that Philly thing was maybe interesting Phoenix. for a little bit. Yeah. Um, J.J. Ray should take that one-year deal. That's a, that's a thing I, I, I feel like more players, more teams should do the one-year big deal. Yeah, if, if you have... You don't see it a lot. Well, it's because it's, it's for so long it was risky based off injury. Um, but if you're a guy who has one more big contract in him, but you could still get it the next year, then you take that big deal to go to a place where, I mean, if you're in Philly, you're going to get shots. Yeah. You know, you look at you look at their roster, Embiid's going to be high usage as far as shot selection. Um, but if you're looking for a shooter who's going to take those perimeter shots, if you're J.J. Redick... Your fit is ideal. And it makes sense for Philly to get a veteran guy in for that year to kind of help those teach guys the youngins, out. but keep flat... Uh, cap flexibility, flat caps, flat caps. Uh, for the future. So I like that for him. Yeah, I do. I think. I think it. You know, the Minnesota one doesn't make a lot of sense no. to me for Reddick because he'd be a sixth man because he's not starting over Butler or Wiggins. Probably not. No. So I just don't see the roster fit for him there as far as getting out of it. What he what he'd need unless they offered him huge money for three or four years. So if you're if you're the Cavs, yeah, it's been an interesting offseason for you. A lot of rumors, no GM, still no GM. We are we are into free agency. All this talk about LeBron the potentially leaving. I mean, Cody, Cody's grinding. He's working so hard, but you, you're. <laughs> 
you're basically told for three weeks now it's a disaster. Your best player's leaving. For sure he's going somewhere else. He's going to go to L.A. That's all you're hearing. And then maybe you you went to bed early on Friday night. (laughs) You wake up and no one in the East got better. No. A lot of teams got worse. A lot of teams got worse and or stayed the same. And you've already and you're sitting there them. with a finals team that's probably making the finals again. Your odds of getting buyouts from Mello and Wade have gotten better because both of those think, teams are kind of just done. I still think Mello ends up getting traded somewhere. Yeah, I could see it. I'm just saying, if you are the Cavs, for sure, those those things are all in place still. Nothing yeah. has changed for you. And but you're the thing that be now the top has buyout market. the thing that is now, and you're now rumored for Zebo or whatever, <laughs> which is interesting. But your foe is the Warriors. Yep. The, your foe isn't the East, and they no, know that. it. Never has been. And so your path to get to the Warriors is the same or better. Probably let's just say the same. The path for the Warriors is harder. They lost the finals MVP from two years ago and the guy that was their insurance against injury. Yeah, that's And now the all of loss. these other teams have gotten a lot better. A lot it's better. Be harder for them now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying be, the Warriors be, are going to have a five, tough time. Hard five-game series possibly instead of fours all the way through. Yeah, but they're also one injury away from it becoming really interesting. That's and so true. if you're the Cavs, why, why, why blow it up now? Oh, I, I don't think blow it up. Is Why trade option. Kevin Love? Like well, I don't I don't think that's ever been an option aside from trading Kevin Love to land a star. Uh, Paul George or Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I don't I don't. You're in, you're I don't in buy it because there's no reason. Yeah, you're not in a better spot. You can trade Kevin Love and Kyrie next summer if LeBron leaves. Yeah, and then you and then you then you get some and picks and young players and. And you you say, sign and trade LeBron because he will do that for you since he did it the first time and he hated your owner. And you, you use those picks to eventually keep, get LeBron back, which was interesting. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, but if you look at it, you can't be upset. I mean, you obviously you want to do this stuff to become an even bigger super team and challenge. keep the arms raised and challenge the Warriors. But are there, there are worse things than, oh, our path is clear and – we're just going to run it back and hope that in game three, Kyle Korver hits that shot. Yeah. You I know, mean, I, I don't know. I So they're going to keep Kyle Korver. That's their big move. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I mean, if you're the Cavs, you're fine. I don't think – I think if you're the Cavs, it's you not sexy. a win. Just I think overall this is a win for them because they didn't panic with no GM. <laughs> the beta fish did its job. <laughs> didn't eat itself. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, do we have any shockers coming? Any more big trades? Are there any huge trades that haven't happened that you think are going to happen? I think it's a Millsap signing trade. Okay. To Minnesota, just because I want that to happen. Minnesota or Denver? That's such a good fit. Either of them would be a great fit. But I just love the idea of Jimmy Butler, Paul Millsap, and Carl Anthony Towns <sighs> making sexy basketball happen late at night on my league pass with with Jeff T facilitating and. Wiggins with no pressure on him to just, just score the basketball and cutting and slashing and learning how to actually play defense. Yeah, I love it. I love that team would be my favorite team in the league. The league pass team? Oh, without a doubt. The league pass team. What yeah. if league pass like starts to 
do tiers, and you have to pay more. For good teams. Don't put it past them. Nah, dude. They, league, pa- league pass money is all is all gravy to the NBA, to be honest. Shout out to our sponsor, NBA League Pass. Sign up right now. I don't think you can. Promo code <laughs> SeatGeek. <laughs> this has been the Me Podcast. <laughs>